often wear many hats in life. Mother, daughter, wife, ex-wife, caregiver, mom tasking, chief cook and bottle washer. In most cases, we're doing all this while holding down a full-time job or even running our own company. It's often high pressure and most always involves stress. Welcome to Sprinting to Success, a podcast dedicated to women in high-stress professions where we'll discuss how to manage the stress at work and at home so you can feel happier, healthier, and more successful. And now, here's your host, Esme Lawrence. My name is Esme Lawrence, and welcome to Sprinting to Success podcast. Today on the show, I'm talking with Sherry Ann Woolley. Sherry Ann specializes in helping service-based businesses like daycares, cleaning services, window cleaning companies, and in-home care services craft their messaging and automate their business by creating push-button systems that help them work less and earn even more. Sherry Ann built Mona Cleaning, a multiple six-figure business that runs itself and gives her what all entrepreneurs crave, freedom. Welcome to Sprint Into Success podcast, Sherry Ann. Thank you so much, Esme. What an introduction. <laughs> oh, well, you're worth it, girlfriend. <laughs> thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Oh, thank you. So tell us a little about your childhood. So um, I grew up in, in Scarborough, Ontario. Um, I grew up one of four siblings. Went to school mostly in, in Toronto, and I was a track and field advocate. I was really into sports growing up through school, and I continued right on until high school. Nice. Track and field advocate. I was in track, and, in track too. And I grew up in Scarborough, Ontario, so we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to the levels you got to in sport, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You create businesses using business systems. What is that? So business systems are simply the processes, the procedures, the how-tos that every business owner should have in place. And the purpose of them are to help people, whether it's yourself or others that work for you, know what they need to do in order to move the business along. So what are the key things that need to be done today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this quarter? And it simply outlines it all and puts some steady step-by-step instructions against them so that the business runs the same regardless of who is in it running it and who your clients are. Awesome. So how long did it take you to develop your systems? You know what? It took uh, between 18 months and two years. I was already in business um, when I decided to do this big overhaul and look at hiring on people. I knew I wanted that from the very beginning. So I, I just mimicked what I had done in some of my corporate roles. And that was in making sure that there were processes and systems and performance uh, measurements and key performance indicators for everything that could be done and that every transaction could be measured. I knew the value of that um, growing up in corporate, but I didn't know that there was a system to make all of these systems then work together. Going in from a corporate angle, you kind of look 
in and step into roles that are already established. People have been there before you, but there's usually how-tos and instruction and training to tell you what to do. So I took for granted that there was also instruction and how-tos for how to make all the departments in your company work together. Nice. You know, in any company, you need a how-to manual so it will run efficiently and effectively. So how long did it take you to earn multiple six-figure income in your business? So um, after a year in business, I I hit 70,000 in sales. Um, My second year, I was over uh, 100,000. And I grew quite steadily. probably until I got to 250,000. But what I realized was we were being stretched in every direction because we always said yes. Mm. So I took the time to scale back and to look at the business from a geographical perspective um, because although we could travel, you know, one city, two cities over and make good money, we could make more money if we stayed within the city that we were in because we were already there. So that was a big lesson learned. And I did cut back in an effort to grow stronger in a more um, condensed market. Awesome. And so I'm talking about um, going back to, to um, challenges. So go back to a time in business that you struggle and how did you overcome those struggles? Wow, that's an excellent question. (laughs) Um, So, you know, no one in business is in business without struggle. If they tell you that, then they're lying. It was either mental or physical or something within the business. For me, it was a bit of mental and it was a bit of, of physical or in the business as well. So one of the biggest challenges I had was when you experience growth that is sudden and big you aren't necessarily ready for it. And it does require a financial investment, especially in, um, I have a cleaning service. So in my cleaning service, that was the case. Sometimes you take on commercial jobs and you're not paid for you know, 30 to 45, maybe even 60 days, but you mm. still have to pay the labor that service these jobs. So right. there were times where I could not pay my staff. Wow. So I had to rely on people that I had relationships with on staff that had been with me for a while and ask them to defer cashing their paychecks. Wow. It was hard. It was tough. It was embarrassing. Anybody who knows me and knows my company or knows my people knows that they come first. They Mm. absolutely will always come first. I adapted that in corporate. I see it here because if they're not out there, there is no business. So um, I really put my employees first. So it really, really hurt me to have to go to a staff member to ask them not to cash their check. Wow. So then how did you manage stress in your business? Like how did, how did you overcome that? I've got two answers for that. I've got the back of N and the Sherry Ann 2.0. One of the things that have always been consistent is exercise. I think I've always had this um, way of speaking to myself to talk myself off the ledge, Um, especially when it comes to work. I set my company up to be treated like a company that I also work for. It was never, oh, my company, I'm the boss and you have, it was never that for me. So 
I think that being able to, you know, build some of these relationships was very, very important. Showing my staff that I am on the same level as them in terms of getting the job done and wanting to get the work done. I think all of those things were, were crucial for me. Um, but, you know, being able to rely on exercise was probably the ultimate. I've always been a, a good eater, but exercising was a major one for me. And then, you know, the stress was still there. I mean, for me, I didn't talk to myself enough and maybe the exercise wasn't enough. Maybe the diet wasn't enough. Sherry-Ann 2.0 has introduced meditation. Nice. And with meditation, I find that it's made so much more of a difference. So I still exercise, I still eat right, I still practice mindfulness, but meditation is like has been very, very major for keeping stress at bay and teaching me how to keep stress at bay. Awesome. So I, I know that you, you also pray. So one of the things I would, I'm interested in learning is what's the difference between meditation and praying? Oh, that's a good one. And and that's a big one, actually, because I come from a Christian family. And if you talk to a Christian family about meditation, they'll say meditate on God or right. it's evil, it's wicked, it's, you know, but I recently hired a coach and without knowing it, when I got into the program, the very first thing that they wanted to deal with was mindset. Right. And I was like, oh, and meditation. And I'm like, oh, and immediately my family values and everything that you, all the stories that you've heard over the years about meditation from Christians kicked in. Right. And I thought, you know what, this is a year of growth for me. I understand what my family's saying. I see where they're coming from. And in fact, I agree, but let me open up my mind anyways and do the uncomfortable because that's what we've been talking about. Right. Get out of your comfort zone, do the uncomfortable. That's how you grow. So I did. It was such a shocker for me because meditation is different from prayer. And you can meditate on the word of God, but when you pray, you're kind of praying for, uh, you're grateful, you're thankful, you're asking, and you're showing that you believe that Jesus shed his blood on the cross for us. Right. But when you meditate, you're focusing on you. You're focusing on your being, you're focusing on breathing, and focusing on your breathing. I can't tell you in the middle of the day when something stressful comes up, if you could think about breathing or think about labeling it with the correct emotion, right. it changes everything. So meditation has been huge for me. Meditation is more getting in tune with the body, controlling the functions of the body, and getting yourself into a, I, I like to say a blank slate for your mind. And then you can fold in prayer because now you're in the perfect position to speak to God. Oh, awesome. I love that. You know, when you, when you uh, meditate and when you pray, so, you, so those two combination, it focuses you and it, and it allows you to be, to be able to function. Absolutely. And to... Yeah, and to have less stress. So as women, we juggle. We juggle business. We juggle family life. So how do you juggle and how do you manage stress at business and in, and in your personal life? <laughs> I didn't start off handling it very well, that's for sure. 
you know, being an entrepreneur is a lonely place. So having people like yourself to speak to is, is humongous. Someone who's been there, done that, that's huge. Right. But balancing family and business and, you know, I'm a bit of a serial preneur, so I've, I've got a couple businesses that I run. It really does come down to, for me, this meditation and this mindfulness and really deciding and choosing every day to enter my day the same way. So I wake up at the crack of dawn, 5.30, 6 o'clock the latest. My workout routine used to occur in the morning. Now it occurs in the evening. But first thing in the morning, I meditate, I pray, I fuel my body. Yes. I'm, I've just introduced cold showers. <laughs> to um, wake you up, right? <laughs> to, to, to wake me up, but it also gets the blood in your body flowing Um in a way that kind of supercharges the start of your day. Right. So you're at your optimal, at least for me, because I am a morning person, I'm at my optimal in the morning. So I want to do everything to spike it and to keep it there for as long as I can without burning myself out. Right. So my way of handling stress is making sure that I cut out time for me and me stuff. So my time is in the morning. So up until 10 o'clock, that's my time. And that does include work because I think some of the most productive work is done in those hours. And then I, I make sure I carve time out for family, right. for making the meals, for sitting with my kids after a long day of work to talk about their day. Um, of course, we're connected on social media, but I really, really want that face-to-face -face with them. But I, I, I'm open with them. I let them know the reality of what I'm doing and the difference between working for myself and working in a company and that I do need time for myself because I'm responsible for a lot of people. Right. And when I say, you know, responsible for people, I take that very seriously. Again, I'm putting food on people's table and I don't take that lightly at all. So I really put all of my effort into work. And I would say that running my business is probably the least stressful part of my life. There's more, much more stress in my personal life and my family. Right. So it's all about compartmentalizing and giving myself time for work, giving myself, myself time for self-care and giving my time self, myself time for my family and any other crap, if you will, that comes up in the day. Right. So, you know, it's really important that to spend time with yourself to, um, to do anything that, um, that's going to fill you, um, fill up your cup. So, in, so that in your, if your cup is full, then you can actually give to others. But if you have an empty cup, you can't give. Absolutely. So it's really important to take time for yourself. And, yeah. I, and I'm really glad that you're doing that. Um, so obviously you have a passion for business and um, helping others. So um, you are a very successful entrepreneur. But what are you struggling with now? Huh, I'm still struggling with some of the things I struggled with from day one. And I actually, one thing I will always struggle with, I suppose, and that is finding good employees that have a sense of pride in self that are willing to do work. Right. Um, I find that in today's day and age, it's um, tougher to find people who've got a strong work ethic, um, kind of like the way, you know, we grew up. We saw our parents 
They weren't picky and choosy over their jobs. They did the job and their life was outside of that job. It was about family. It was about us. And so now I find it to be very, a very different focus. It's kind of people will take on a job for the moment and then they'll be gone or they want the latest iPhone. So they'll earn the money and then they'll be gone. And this is not just a young people problem. This is I'm finding right across the board. So it's something that I put a lot of time into. Um, I've got, I've left doing it online to now actually going out and physically networking specifically for employees. And I, put I put an incentive to my staff nice so there's a referral program in place if they know anybody who needs work and while it works it works slowly um, we're actually growing quicker than we can actually find people so that will always be a struggle I'm assuming um, because I've had the struggle for 10 years now right and yeah so it takes time to to get the the best the ideal person for the business yes and um so you know and that everybody's a good fit yeah that's right <laughs> so and, you know and it's really and when you find someone it's good to have give them incentive to stay and to be their best um, at their job so sherry ann go back to a time to the younger sherry ann who felt afraid what words of wisdom would you give her so she can believe in herself oh my gosh that's a really good question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I think it would have to be focus on you. Who cares what people think? Right. I think that, um, you know, we grew up in a society where uh, I think we were a lot freer. And I'm talking about like for my age, I guess our age group. I think we grew up a lot freer in terms of, um peer pressure and social influences. We didn't have the internet. We were outside playing and slinging mud and we were in after-school programs and so forth. But then as you grow older and you get into, like for me, I got into my uh, professional environment. I worked corporate for many, many years. And I was suddenly, it feels as though you're on a platform, on a stage where everything is being measured a lot of what you do corporately is measured, but now I've got um, all kinds of people looking up to me, diverse audience looking up to me, and I somehow fell into the trap of caring what people thought about me and what mm. I was doing, and I ended up listening to people, and you know, in some cases, I listened to the right people because I had a flourishing career as a result of it. But in some right. cases, I didn't listen to the right people, and all it did was hold me back. When you look at other people, I think that's what it does. It really holds you back from seeing yourself and giving yourself the things that you need in order to get to where you want to go. Right. And watching other people isn't altogether horrible, but it is if you cannot focus on yourself. Right. And, you know, um, you know, so sometimes you have this really negative people in your life and they will steer the wrong way. And, uh, you know, if you listen to them, you know, you will definitely go the wrong way. I always remember what a motivational speaker, Lisa Nichols, transformational speaker, she said, what other people think about you is none of your business. And I love that, you know, because uh, because you have to go with your passion, go with your heart, you know, and then you just know that you're going in the right direction. And sometimes you just have to shut negative people out to shut them out. Yes. So, so ladies and gentlemen, sorry, Sherry Ann. Yep. Sherry Ann, I am going to talk to my audience for a second. Sure. 
Ladies and gentlemen, even though Sherry Ann had challenges in her life, she found ways to overcome those, those struggles, those, cha those challenges, and became successful. Let her story be an example of what is possible for you. I love the quote by um, Kobe Bryant. He's a basketball player. He said, everything negative, pressure, challenges, is all an opportunity for me to rise. Sherry Ann, thank you so much for joining us today and sprinting to success. Thanks so much for having me, Esme. Oh, you're welcome, Sherry Ann. You can learn more about Sherry Ann in the show notes on esmelawrence.com. Thank you for listening to Sprinting to Success podcast. Please sign up for my newsletter on esmelawrence.com. Thank you and have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to Sprinting to Success with your host, Esme Lawrence. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. For more information about Esme and to hear other episodes of the show, go to esmelawrence.com. That's E-S-M-I-E-L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E.com. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional or medical treatment or advice. Always seek advice from your healthcare provider.